0: Welcome to issue 110 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Mike. Joining me tonight is Steve. Hello, Mike. Hi, Steve. How's it going? pretty good i'm feeling uh feeling good tonight good good you got a lot talking so um you you prep yourself up while i say hi to daniel hi daniel i'm joined by daniel
1: oh mike it is such a delight to hear your voice again i i heard that you had been taken by by probably heroes and delivered to dr mandibus what
0: what happened well so yeah i mean we gotta we gotta keep up with the latest trends, latest fads, bionic eyes, lasers for hands and stuff. This guy listened to our recent episode on brute force and he thought that the shark would make a good fit for me and he put an implant on the back of my butt and <laughs> it didn't take too well. I mean, the antibiotics just kicked my ass. Um, but it's off now. We're we're settling down. I mean, really the ape would have been better. Just give me a, a, a midriff showing shirt. That would have been very easy. But no, he had to go for the, the damn shark.
2: <laughs> well, we're glad you're back.
0: <laughs> wow. Me too.
2: And,
1: and and you you look okay.
0: Oh, I do now. I didn't last week, that's for sure. Right. It's the camera back, was yeah. only on your face, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be there for a little while. <laughs> the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. oh boy. Hey Daniel, what's on your mind tonight?
1: <laughs> uh well, it it was something else until you started talking. <laughs> hey guys, much to our delight, we got another five-star review. How cool is that? That's awesome. This one comes from Redders 1985. He's in Great Britain, guys. Oh, Um, Yeah. And he says, do your evil plans lack that cutting edge? Do those pesky so-called heroes ruin your day all the time? Do your evil schemes need that extra bit of spice? If you answered yes to any of the above, then this is the podcast for you. Really entertaining podcast with a great twist and looking from the encounter side of things. Never fails to make me laugh while staying informative. Keep up the good, or should it be bad, work, and a huge thanks for providing me with one of my favorite podcasts.
2: That is very nice. Man, man, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Redders, thank you so much. Um oof, those are kind words. Those are super yeah. kind words.
2: I'm glad to hear it translates. All the way across the pond there in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh what number they, are we over there?
0: Are we are we trending on their podcast list? Probably not as high as Chile. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'd have to look. So I didn't do that.
1: <laughs> I think but, I think our more subtle humor, like they get it over there more mm-hmm. more than they do on this side.
2: The intellectual stuff. Yeah. yeah, like when yeah. we get all yeah. heady
1: and stuff, they're like, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. All right. But, Steve, what the heck are we talking about tonight?
2: Oh, tonight? Is
0: it, is it the appendage on my butt or is it something else?
2: No, <laughs> oh, we're not going to talk about your tail. But that'll be a YouTube video later. <laughs> so we're going to do a secret dossier issue, which we haven't done in a while. We, we've only done a few of these. And tonight we're going to look at the so-called hero... He's kind of an outlaw. Kind oh, of a. Oh, oh.
1: Mike, m- do you think he's talking about Peter
2: Quill? I'm waiting for Mike to say. Are we oh. talking about Peter Quill? <laughs> uh, are we talking about Peter Quill? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, Peter, Peter, who? I, I, do you mean, do you mean Baby Boo, or maybe Boyo, or Space Boy? Oh no, you mean the so-called legendary Star Lord. Right? That's who you think. No, those those are Best. his real nicknames. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Baby Boo, hey. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh Boy Oh, Space Boy. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna talk about this Star Lord, first seen in Thanos number eight in March two thousand four by Keith Geffen and Ron Lim. That's the one we're gonna talk about. Um well that's the one I'm gonna talk about because there is another Star Lord from the 791 Marvel Universe, like the reality, you know, we're in the 616. And that one was created by Stephen Engelhard and Steve Gon in the Marvel preview number four way back in 1975. Almost as old as Daniel, but not quite. Uh, true. true. <laughs> and, thank, and thank you for that, Steve. He is as old as me, though. So, uh, so <laughs> what, what happened was in 2013, the Guardians of the Galaxy number one. There was this huge like origin revamp, and it just totally screwed up all his stories. So, what we're gonna, what they did was there's a there's the one Star Lord and a different Star Lord, and they're in different universes, and they just sort of screwed everything up. And there's a big failure, and that's sort of gonna be my running theme for tonight. Failure.
0: (laughs) It's it is why fascinating. Like we said this before, uh, through all of. The ways Marvel shoehorns in time shenanigans and reality warping. Their solution to this problem was let's just split it up into a different universe and <laughs> pretend it does not happen.
1: Right. That's what they did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, are we
0: not writing in the
1: seven nine one reality anymore?
2: Is that gone? No, we're we're six one six. and this is this is gonna be where those different. numbers
1: even mean, Steve.
2: Uh that's just the number they assigned to the the prime universe that we know in the Major comic timelines,
1: but that implies there's 615 other ones before it. Well,
2: there's oh, those, yeah, those are tens of there's, thousands, hundreds yeah, of thousands. It goes on and on and on. So, and these are not the MCU universe. That's like one nine 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 or something. That's like a completely different universe as well. So the story here is different than the Star Lord we get in the movies. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's some similarities, right? And they they try to capitalize on the movie fame by doing some s- similar things uh kind of backwards into the comics but what i have in front of me is a NovaCore criminal report dossier that one of my spies uh, uh sources extracted for <clears throat> me yes and i, I want to run through it with you guys s- see what you think so quill peter jason he's a the bastard child of emperor jason of spartex and meredith quill of earth deceased half sister victoria of spartex Estranged from co spouses of a polyamorous relationship with Aradia and Moors of the other dimensional planet Morinus. He's a deadbeat dad to son Rocky from the previous relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, let's see. It also says failed engagement to ex fiance Kitty Pride. Really looking like a loser so far, if you ask me.
1: Now, failed engagement?
2: Yeah. Were uh, um, they not engaged? Not Was anymore.
0: Extremely briefly. Huh. She she wised up real quick. Uh, do you Do you know where the story is? The story of how why they broke up. Do you know where that is? It is locked up in the collector's vault. Oh right. Yep. We talked about it. Was that,
1: that was that the thing in the little box?
0: Uh it's one of the <laughs> you things in the little <laughs> box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like a note Kitty Pride wrote on a napkin.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're through. Uh okay, so Peter Quill. He is born. During an alignment of stars on the backwater planet we know as Earth, Mm. raised by a single mother until she was murdered by the Badoon, uh, (sighs) who came to Earth looking to kill Peter because they wanted to end the Spartex bloodline when he was about 10. So So, this is Terminator. Yeah, yeah, he already got his mom killed by not being there when the Badoon showed up. Uh so after that he sort of bungles him along in an orphanage and then he manages to join an organization called NASA. He's like determined to reach the stars and take revenge against the Badoon, which is a little laughable that you know NASA is going to go into space and actually contact aliens. But all right. Um after some various acts of insubordination, a bunch of criminal acts, they all culminate in him stealing a Kree warship from NASA. Don't ask me how they got it. Uh and off he goes, starting his criminal career just like that um, as he leaves the planet. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Seems like kind of maybe our guy and a guy for the show. But, you know, we'll we'll see here. He almost immediately joins up with the well-known pirate known as Yandu, commits countless acts of piracy and privateering. Let me see what else is in here. Uh, oh, yep. Yeah, then he betrays Yandu. What? Why? Well, it's easier for him to do it. Oh. Yeah, he also gives up his life goal of seeking revenge for his dead mother. Sort of, uh, just forgets his her memory. Yeah, then, oh uh, yeah, then he's uh, instrumental in helping squatters colonize the planet of Xerxes, regardless of what the locals think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me see. There's some more listed in here. Yeah, he refuses his birthright responsibilities on Spartex as the crown prince, leaving the planet without a clear line of succession. Basically, disappointing an entire planet of people plus his dad Oh, he's not a very good kid right not a very good kid (laughs) jeez I'm starting
1: to like him more and more as you go on (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I just keep failing at these things however Uh, let me see okay blah 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 Uh, okay the fallen one the herald of galactus somehow he's tied up with them and he commits genocide on the planet Aveline 4 Causing some three hundred and fifty thousand deaths. Wait,
0: Star Lord does this? What yes. is this? Which yeah. comic run was this?
2: Uh this is. There's a spot where he gets in with the Herald, Herald of Galactus and and the Fallen. I I can't remember the exact run. I can find the link and post it like later. Old pre two thousand eight or post? Uh, this is not the nineteen seventy five version of him. So this is the newer, more modern version. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so but, right here I'm I'm starting to like him now, right? I mean, there's a lot of deaths on his hand, so he's a real geez. villain. And then what does he? I was gonna say, then what does he do? What does he do? He turns himself into the Nova Oh, hmm.
0: loser! Oh, yeah, really? Yep. Hey, you know how to not get caught? Don't don't turn yourself in, right?
1: Unless you're only doing it for further insider hijinks.
2: Oh,
0: well,
1: he ends up in the
2: kiln, which Ooh, is like that doesn't a, sound good in Planet or something. It, it was kind of sad, because he had some real potential to be a real oh, villain here.
1: It's not like a ceramics oven?
2: No. Okay.
1: Uh, no. Because that would be really tough. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, while he's there, he falls in with a bad lot. Known, uh, You guys might know who the Gladiator and the Shi'ar Gardar are. They, mm-hmm. they claim to be heroes. So, you know. Um. So we're going to skip ahead. There's a whole run called the Annihilation. It's like fighting and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, But during this run is where he finally meets up with Gamora and Drax, those two big galactic scumbags. um, And nothing ever good comes from him teaming up with them. He, again, sort of uh, plays a fool and gets duped by the Space Knights. So he's trying to help Ronan eh, rebuild Hala's defenses. But really what happens is uh, the whole thing is just like this Trojan horse ploy that he falls for, like a fool. And he ends up screwing over <laughs> all of the Kree people, letting down the entire planet, another planet full of people. So it's like the third full planet of people he's basically disappointed. This uh, guy
1: seems to be on our side.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, although he just keeps meeting with failure, so I don't know how good he would be on our side either.
1: Wow, it's like his failures just hurt the
0: innocent. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Right? We want him on the other side. You so can just <laughs> screw things up for them. Right,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so sometime after this, he he joins up with Rocket and Groot, the two lowest known forms of life in the galaxy. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this sort of thing just kind of goes on and on and on. He's been bungling up things throughout the known timeline and kind of into other known timelines. Like, name a time period. I, I dare you. Uh, name, name one. War of Kings. Oh, this is where Peter uses the Cosmic Cube to revert the Magus Back into Adam Warlock. Then he kills Adam Warlock.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Ah, 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 Fake news. No, no, no. The Magus... Uh. A cosmic (laughs) cube does not kill the great Magus. That is an illusion. He escapes that. He sets up this little time bubble to make Star-Lord think that he killed Adam Warlock so that he thinks there is no Magus when, in fact, Magus has escaped and starts building his power at the Church of Universal Truth. The Magus is not killed by lowly heroes. The Magus is killed, in fact, by the evil Captain Marvell.
2: All right, we'll see Peter fails again in what he thinks is good. He, uh, yo, he, he totally fe- fails that. He, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, name another timeline. Daniel, do you have uh, any you can think of?
1: I don't know. Um, the Thanos Imperative.
2: Oh, yeah. This is a good one where he abandons his very best friend, Richard Rider, a.k.a. Nova Prime, to the Cancerverse, Basically, leaving him for dead there.
0: Wait, wait, isn't that Save. like his, his best friend, like signature card in his set? Mm-hmm. Yep, oh. that
2: one. Oh, oh. Yep. Is his name really yet. Dick Ryder? Yes, it is. Well, Jack Richard Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. You just lost those British intellectual <laughs> joke folks over there. <laughs> so.
1: And you this isn't a typo you said the
2: cancerverse cancerverse yes it is
0: it's it's a universe where death no longer exists oh. there so death does not happen so everything just grows and grows and consumes and that's uh that's where e- evil captain oh. marvel lives weird okay oh. mike Sorry, I you to know a bunch i, I jumped in there i i had to yeah i i just read that series reread it again and it's
2: amazing Nice. Well, you seem to know a bunch of timelines. Give me another one. Give me another one. Let's see. Let's see what. Ah, uh, the no. We're going to go
0: mutants. We're going to go the Trial of Jean Grey. Oh yes. Nice.
2: Okay. Let me think. Um. Yeah. This dossier here says that that's the one where he spreads propaganda, causing the illegal rebellion on Spartax, which dispose which deposes the rightful ruler of the planet, his dad. What a nice wow. one. Wow. Whoa. That's- yep. Jeez.
1: Oops. <laughs> this guy's a menace, but Steve, you're not going to talk about Black Vortex, are you?
2: Oh, yeah, Black Vortex. So this timeline, let me see if I can remember this right. This is the one where he tricks Kitty Pride into accepting a proposal of marriage. But like Mike said, don't worry, she wises up right away, and it doesn't work out. And, oh, yeah, he joins into a coup to become the new dictator in Spartax.
1: Yeah. Well, it only makes sense after, you know, he... Deposes his own father.
2: Outstead, Yeah. 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 It's what you do. I think. It, it, I think it must be right. I mean, this guy's reaction <laughs> just goes on and on forever. Uh, you could read about this guy's exploits and watch film footage on him for a long, long time. I don't really have the energy to keep going through all of it.
1: I think we have enough
2: here. Yeah. There is this fun piece of trivia for you, Daniel. For me? For you. I thought you liked this. Okay. Did you know that your favorite Marvel character Tony Stark uh, named an array of micro satellites after Peter. Did you know that? Uh, oh. No. So they're called the Quill Network, supposedly stronger than the Sword Outpost. Uh, what, what do any of those things mean? Well, I don't. I don't know what Quill stands for because Tony Stark's too self-centered to tell anyone what it means. But his little joke is the Quill is mightier than the sword. Eh, eh. No. Uh, <laughs> that sounds thank like you for a... giving
1: me another reason to hate tony stark
2: yeah no problem all right so that's kind of what i have uh on his rap sheet but i do have a little bit more if you want to know about like some of the stuff the paraphernalia yeah. the nova Corps well, has confiscated from him
1: I, re- I, remember I remember you taking us down to the cage steve and showing us some things
2: yeah right uh it's got a translator implant uh space helmet That's, like, retractable with its own oxygen supply and a pressure support. It can remote pilot his ship. Mm, That's cool. Uh, The elemental guns. So that's a pair of twin pistols that can conjure the four elements and combine them into various applications. Um, But, of course, we've seen him bungle things along the way, and he ends up getting one of them destroyed. Um, And then some various ships, of course, which we did talk about at one point. He has the ship called the Milano blown up. The Benatar, blown up, and now the Rider, uh, the Winona Rider, not named after his best friend who he abandons to the Cancerverse.
0: No, why would he? Great. No.
2: No. And it's
1: I assume Winona that's Rider. Pat Benatar, the singer. Correct. Yep. yep. Yes. Excellent.
0: And um, he had the Bowie for a while, or is that someone else's ship? It's possible. I mean, he's a
2: pirate. He probably just stole whatever he wanted when he wanted. So I
0: think he blew it up
2: too. Yeah, uh, makes sense.
1: Well, I-, I think we want to actually recruit this guy. Where do we find him?
2: Oh, alright So let's see in here. Last known whereabouts. All right. This one's a little tricky because at a certain point, all right, stay with me on this one. Uh, he goes along with a half cocked plan to destroy the Olympians. All right. Olympians, like. Like the like original Olympians?
0: Like right. Zeus?
2: Like like my. Okay. Like, like the Olympians. Right. I mean, we have Asgard. We have the Olympians. They, right. Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah. these original Olympians are rampaging through the galaxy doing Zeus's good work, mind you um when star lord here detonates a black hole bomb of some sort and gets all entangled in the cosmic energy field bestowing on him some serious powers and the mantle of the master of the sun oh yeah i think i read that paper at some point so he ends up being thrown outside of reality and not just another universe but outside of the reality of another universe Uh, okay uh that's where he ends up living on that that planet Mornus. I mentioned at the beginning, where he has co-spouses, uh, Radia and Mors. So it's like a triple. There's three of them in a marriage. And uh, that's where he has his son. And he lives there for, like, centuries. Time passes differently, all this sort of stuff. While he's there, he goes on these adventures, and he keeps using his element gun, which every time he uses it, a small piece of power that is being used to lock the Olympians away from our reality is sapped away. So eventually it frees the Olympians back to our reality and he has to chase them from this other reality into our reality. And he rejoins up with the guardians of the galaxy. Um, And there he like fends off the dark God, Null and there's like a whole, that's a whole nother series, but, and the galactic council at this point rewards him and the guardians uh to live on a space station known as Procenium? Did I say that right? Well, Procenium? I thought we flew. lived in a weird place.
1: were well, they awarded them something for fixing the problem that they caused? Yeah,
0: pretty much. Brilliant. And That's s-
2: brilliant. That's good marketing.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah.
1: that is.
2: Yeah. So So I th- I think he's with some of the Guardians on this neutral space station. We probably should raid the place and find out.
1: Even more more reason to grab him and Get him just, you
2: know, playing with us.
0: This is the most recent Guardians run, right? Correct. It's weird, right? It's not just me. That's really weird.
2: It is weird (laughs) because he has these visions. He becomes the master of the sun. (laughs) And he has these crazy abilities and powers now. He's not just like a pirate guy, you know, with some guns.
1: Well, Steve, you've talked about these crazy powers. All right. Like what?
2: Okay. So let's say. He's half Spartax, so he already has a long life, like this semi-immortality, right? Like, live a very, very long time. He's got superhuman physical characteristics because of that, durability, reflexes, etc. He's an expert marksman, martial artist, tactician, a pilot. Um, He actually has a very extensive knowledge on alien customs and cultures as well. But more worrisome is this um, Master of the Sun powers that he has. So if you ignore the fact that he glows when he meditates and levitates when he does that, he's basically become immune to psionic intrusions. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. He is a living power plant for his element gun, so it never runs out of juice. He never has to charge it. He can just basically power it himself. That's nice. And he he has a minor uh degree of cosmic awareness now as well. He just sort of knows what's going on places. Hmm. Uh, oh, and there's a small film footage that I saw where he knows how to dance pretty good too. Oh, like sixties style or uh, ballroom? Uh, seventies se- maybe? Yeah, seventies. Little disco. Yeah. Well, I could come in handy, I suppose. Yeah, if you had like a dance off or something with Ronin maybe.
1: Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Yeah, bring it down hard. It's a day, we put it together.
2: What are you doing?
1: Dance off, bro. Me and you. Now, Mike, I have a question for you. Shoot. Steve has said the word Spartax a number of times. I think of some type of product. What product do you envision when you hear the word <laughs> Spartax?
0: Well, it's definitely going in your hair. Um, mm. oh. I think it helps make it spiky. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I was thinking cleaning
1: product or condom. <laughs> <what do> <laughs>
2: I I thought it was like uh, the competitor for borax, like the cleaning product. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, but, so that's the axe yeah. got me there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All
1: right.
2: Sorry, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> maybe some kind of body spray too, maybe <laughs> spartax
0: body spray. I mean, he doesn't use it. Yeah, <laughs> no. or a no. spartax. That might be what his ship set smells like after a while. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, well. That's all the info I could find on this uh, well, Peter Quill guy. Steve, thank you. That's an extensive. That was great. Game. Welcome. That so, was great.
1: how well does our game capture that stuff you talked about?
2: Well, we should probably look at some of the cards. I think we have to, as we go through it. I think we're going to have to, you sort of ignore the Master of the Sun piece of it, yeah. and uh, and then I would think pretty good, maybe, uh, if you leave out that whole piece of it. So. Daniel, why don't you tell us about Peter Quill?
1: Peter Quill. Well, the information we have on him suggests that he has three recovery. He's an outlaw-traded person. And setup. you search your deck and discard pile for a copy of the element gun upgrade and add it to your hand. Then you shuffle your deck. He's a smooth talker. Not that smooth since that whole failed engagement thing. But he's a smooth talker. For an action, you can choose a card in your hand and swap that card with the top of your deck once per round. Got a hand size of six and ten hit points. Yeah,
2: okay. I love it. I, I mean, he's he's got to have his gun, so um, that's iconic in the comics. Yeah. So, so he gets to start with it, which makes sense to me. You can search your discard pile for your gun, so you can
0: mulligan your gun.
2: Yep. Yep. And
0: pro tip, do that.
2: Uh, it's It's a real feel bad when you draw... Don't get the gun. You mulligan, you draw, and you get both your guns. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good uh-huh. bad. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, what does he do when he's a hero, Mike?
0: Uh, when he's a so-called hero? Yeah, okay. He's a, He is yeah. no longer an outlaw. He is a guardian. He has two thwart, two attack, one defense. Each ally you control gains the guardian trait. He Key note here, that only happens when he's in this form they're not guardians when he's not uh, when he's sleeping, I guess. Ability <laughs> What Could Go Wrong? Interrupt when you play a card from your hand. Deal yourself a face-down encounter card to reduce the resource cost to play that card by three limit once per round. Oh, yeah, Brilliant.
1: I personally have never not used
2: that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, <laughs> it's so good.
0: <laughs> his personality has changed over the years. Like, Definitely the, the movies play off the 2013 reboot, but all of his incarnations have that whatever, just jump into harm's way that
2: fits with this. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I like to, he, he's getting the job done, but he sort of screws it up along the way or makes it worse. Yes. Uh, so here it is. I, oh, I can put out my gun for free. I'm ready to go, but I've drawn the attention and got another encounter card. Um, yeah. It, it, people don't like this, I've heard. I really I like it.
1: Yeah, oh, I, like I it. love it. It's maybe my favorite hero power in the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's tough, and maybe there are times when you like, well, I already decked, and there's two hazards on the board, and uh, maybe <laughs> I don't need a fifth encounter guard, but you know, maybe you do because you want them.
1: So. Hey, mm-hmm. he's got stuff that like likes cards in front of him too. He's hmm, so good. What what can be the what would be the f- the most fun thing you could do? So there's a couple of cards that do things for your guardian allies, right?
0: Yeah, there's the. Guardians of the Galaxy team card where if you okay. play uh, give them guns and stuff, you get to draw cards. Okay. Is there anything that like, gives them hit points? I don't think there's any that give them hit points, but there's the, the one combo people use is Blaze of Glory okay. to give all, everyone plus two to all their stats for a round, but at the end of the round, each Guardian takes a damage. So the trick is to play it in Star-Lord form and then swap to Alter Ego so they don't take the consequential damage because they're no longer Guardians.
2: Brilliant, yep, <laughs> yep.
0: cheaty. it's cheaty,
2: he also has his own card, leader, of the guardians that'll give them all plus one thwart, so oh, yeah, which is an up an upgrade that just sits out there, so um, so does this ability work with the card nowhere that says, after you play a guardians character, draw a card
0: oh yeah, yeah, because it's after you tell you control, you control any card you've played,
2: you gains the guardian trait, yeah, that,
1: that guy lands on the table.
2: Yeah, after you play a guardian ally, so the the ally has come out, it's out. Then you hit the response. Yeah, uh, yeah, and
0: that's important because otherwise, leadership is the only other card
2: that keys off guardians, or sorry, the only other aspect that keys off guardians. Right. Yeah, and there there are a bunch of upgrades that attach only to guardian allies, so now they can go on him yeah. or all his little minions. Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you how you're going to get more encounter cards in front of you because more power here uh daring escape zero cost event hero action Deal, your, deal yourself one face down encounter card ready your hero draw a card uh, and there's three of those that's not a limit once per turn you can play all three right you should play all three you, you definitely should the more the better and has has a great quote um uh, okay not to brag but that was probably the bravest thing that any one of us has ever done
1: <laughs> I would have chosen that for the, uh, the quote at the end, but I, yeah, it was good.
2: <laughs> All right. So now we have um, paid for a, a card using what could go wrong. So we have one encounter card. We've used three daring escapes. So we now have four encounter cards in front of us. What can we do with those cards? Reveal them.
1: <laughs> Remember when I said sometimes he wants them in front of him? Mike, tell us why.
0: Okay. Gutsy move two cost event thwart hero action remove two threat from a scheme remove two additional threat from that scheme for each face down encounter card in front of you that's a lot of potential threat
2: yeah well in our little scenario right now that's 10 yeah wow yeah so maybe there's 10 threat on something in a four-player game but not in a solo game probably i mean mean, maybe it is only one scheme right that's yeah yeah i i I mean, like, Absorbing Man has 12 per player, so that could be really high. I think Thanos' is <laughs> one goes up kind of high. Um, but if you're playing Collector 2, where you have to remove, like, 15 threat, like, boom, right? Yeah. So Even in solo, so.
1: Well, that's a benefit for all those cards when you're thwarting. But what about if you're trying to shoot something? Can I tell you about the sliding shot, guys?
2: Okay, as long
0: okay. as it's... it doesn't use it on me.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a three-cost <laughs> event attack traded card play only if you control an element gun hero action attack deal 5 damage to an enemy
0: deal 2 additional damage to that enemy for each face down encounter card in front of you but daniel what if you don't have a face down encounter card in front of you what can you do nothing no you you can <laughs> you can put a face down encounter card to pay for sliding shot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for... <laughs> So I was
1: feeling all <laughs> defeaty
0: for a second for some yeah, reason. Right. That was great. That was
2: great, Daniel. Yeah, no. um,
1: yeah. yeah, no. I mean, and in Steve's scenario from before, this is a thirteen damage card.
2: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: But really, fifteen because you—why would you ever pay for this in any other way than?
2: Yeah, what really? could go wrong? Right? Like, right? Oh my god! So that's a this is a great like one turn kill kind of card or. You know, like, uh, hit the villain, finish it off, a finishing move. It stinks when you have, like, a two health guard minion in front of you because this doesn't have overkill. So he's got a, you know, he puts 12 damage onto a Hydra minion guy or something. <laughs> so if they have guard or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have your element gun out, you can't do it either. So encounters or scenarios that really, like, pull off your upgrades you know like caught off guard from the standard set or things like that can hurt you if you only have one gun out and you get a caught off guard and that's your only choice or whatever it is and now you don't have any guns out no sliding shots so
1: well, i feel like we've talked about this element gun a lot but what is it steve
2: all right so the element gun is a three cost upgrade tech weapon restricted right you can only have two restricted cards per player hero action attack exhaust the element gun spend one resource of any type Deal three damage to an enemy. This attack gains piercing.
0: Yeah. It is tech. It is tech. So those side schemes that nerf hero tech cards, nerf the element gun.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Ant-Man's Nemesis. Yep. Yellow Jacket. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, one resource for three damage with piercing is pretty good. So Oh, that's crazy value. Yeah, and you could have two of them out. Yeah. There's two in the deck. So so those, I think those are his main... Main things. But there's one other card I think we should mention, too, uh, that plays off of all the cards that are out. is his helmet. The helmet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, Mike, what's his helmet do? Uh, it is also tech,
0: and it's armor. One cost upgrade. While you are in hero form, you get plus one hand size for each face-down encounter card in front of you. Two max of plus three hand size. I remember, this is only in hero form. Right. Only in hero form. You can
1: see form. that I'm judging you but I'm judging you.
2: We know we know he's <laughs> judging us. Yeah, I think this is a key one for his setup too, right? Because it just accelerates your,
0: your hand size. Um, yeah. So he likes having encounter cards in front
2: of him. Okay, so that's most of his cards. He's got a few other cards. Bad Boy, Jet Boots, Nova Prime, who he abandons to the Cancerverse. But um, playing this, we want to think about some good matchups and some bad matchups. So do you guys have any bad matchups oh, wait. against Star-Lord? Bad matchups meaning bad good for, for us
0: or good for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let's do, let's do uh, good for us first. How about that? Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, I've got, I've got one. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. And it's more, it's a modular set that I would always want to put against him. So, like, if, if I were a true villain and could just handpick my one or two mod sets that go with whoever... I would throw pirates at this guy all the time. (laughs) Just to hope you peg his guns or something? Just Anne Bonnie and her crew. Oh, they all have Quick Strike. They all have Quick Strike. They're taking his stuff. They're hitting him. And he's going to see hundreds of them because of who he is.
0: Oh, hit by his own kind.
1: Like, they would have a field day
0: with Peter Quill. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: It was the first thing I thought of when, when Steve, you were asking like, what, who would this guy hate <laughs> to go up against? I was like, pirates <laughs> and Bonnie yeah, and Bonnie yeah. is just going to, yeah, strip him down to nothing.
0: Steve, I thought about this question long and hard. Do you, do you have a, a quick answer or do you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. Cause I, mine is involved a little bit. Okay. Steve, you've played a lot of Star Lord.
2: Yeah. I have a series out there. What could go wrong where I play Star Lord, um, through the galaxy's most wanted campaign and I switch aspects each scenario so i you know all four aspects and then i play no aspect and i just put in basic cards so i have nice. i have played them quite a bit so here's my thinking right he's starlord
0: here has a lot of strengths he's got that the ally advantage not just that everyone's a guardian but he can pay for them really easily cuz he's got this crazy economy advantage he's got this incredible damage output because of his element guns and sliding shot He's got his other cards that give all of his guardians extra thwart. He's got a lot of strength and his weaknesses are really like his defense stat, his hit points, and other than that it's the extra encounter cards. So who who does that leave? Like who's going to be a good good enough to take him down? And my I had a couple directions, one being those villains that try to outpace the heroes and they're set up in such a way that you have to take them down before they take you down. I'm thinking mm. like, like R- Ronin's obvious, right? Cause who, who is a good matchup against Ronin? That guy's a beast. But if every, every second card from Ronin is Ronan attacks you and P and Star Lord has eight cards in front of him. He's dead in one <laughs> round. Yes. Yeah. So, but the other one is that there are the villains that have an additional win scenario that, does not scale the same way. And I chose collector because mm. the collector, if you're playing solo against him, you still have that cap. You lose when the collector collects five items, you are allowed to get rid of one item per round maximum. And you okay. now have multiple chances to a discard your toys. Cause there's two treacheries that steal them from your hand or from your deck or more enemies that you have to beat up to then put into that display, or more side quests that you then clear to then put into the collection. So anything with this extra loss scenario I think is a is a good matchup against him.
1: Imagine the collector
0: with some pirates. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to kill these
2: pirates, but if I do, I lose.
1: <laughs> Wait, they just took my gun.
2: <laughs> and I have three of them out now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so lo- along those lines, A villain who is strong against our lord i think is ultron oh he's sort of a combination of what the two of you have said he's stealing star lord's cards to make him drones so they could steal away his gun Mm -hmm. his helmet um his sliding shots so he's never getting to use them and he's putting out all these little minions and star lord can only defend so much a lot of ultron's cards create more drones so he can't the – the sliding shot, he's got to try to outpace all these minion the drones coming after him, hitting him, hitting him, hitting him. And he, he doesn't have great onesie-twosie damage, right? He's like, I'm going to hit for 10. <laughs> oh, great, he killed a one health drone for 10 damage. Big deal. Um, yeah. So and, – and Ultron's health is like uh, – on level 2 is what, 22 health or something like that hit points. So it it's hard to – Give him a big hit, right? You know, just to take mm-hmm. him out. So yeah.
1: That's can... why if Peter Quill were smart, and when I as a villain am scared of him, is when he brings along a minion controlling hero, like right. Thor or She Hulk or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's a good team up for him.
1: Clears the path for him to the yeah, like hit for thirteen on the villain.
0: Yeah. He he get himself in this mess where he he creates his own problems. And then <laughs> they compound so fast that the only way to deal with them is to keep is to double down and keep yeah. using his abilities, keep doing his things to combat the things in front of him and just dig himself deeper. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch.
1: And as a player, it's super fun to play.
0: <laughs> You're like, when am
1: I going to finally devour myself?
0: This yeah, is... right. Steve, I thought you were going to say Nebula. I actually I held back a bit because Nebula was my second choice. Oh, And I know you oh. had trouble with him, did you not? With i did i did have trouble with nebula she strikes me um, as a kind of the same thing like there, it's not really an alternate loss condition it's this alternate mechanic that fuels that one loss condition which is losing by threat
2: yeah she can just kind of get away from you you think you're doing all right and then um especially with him oh she has three extra techniques this round so next round i'm really going to get hit Um, oh he kind of lets her he lets her build up faster and faster and faster so then so many things trigger got it I
0: was just thinking about the evasion counters how oh great now there's plus three evasion counters and again I'm capped at removing two per turn and that's taxing my hand to do it and she's got three techniques so I have to get more encounter cards in front of me to deal with that yeah creating more techniques yeah
2: okay what about what about the other way what's a villain who should be a little bit of afraid of star lord Everyone well, else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking.
1: Um, I know we said collector uh, for for the other side, but I think collector and Hella, who have like the infinity hit point things, like when you You're wound them, they're too. when you wound yeah, them, yeah. they're weaker, mm. right? Like you flip them to the one side and they can't do stuff. Well, he hits so hard that he flips them there fast. Yeah,
2: right. and then he can focus on the warding,
0: and then he can do he's... yeah the stuff that he you know needs to take care his of. Low him. his low defense doesn't even matter mm-hmm. at that point,
1: right? And so yep. I was thinking about about Hella specifically, like probably doesn't want to see him too often. Mm-hmm. She has low hit points, and that turn those turns that she's on her wounded side, like the yeah. heroes can do a
0: lot. Like he's so good at putting out meat shields. That even the tanky villains can't really hit him unless they're getting multiple hits in.
2: Yeah, and and while his defense is kinda poor, right? It's like a one. Um, his boots though will give him bonus for all those encounter cards in front of you. And then there's that other pair of boots, the basic ones, I'd like to play <laughs> with him. So he's got like even more defense. Like I I I like the idea that he's wearing two sets of boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh But so that is one way to kind of help against that getting hit, especially, like you said, if you can flip them to their weaker side. Now he only has to defend against a minion or two or something. So it's not too bad. I think villains who have low health, um, Ebony Maw, Zola, uh, those types of villains can also suffer from the same thing, Daniel. You're saying he can one-shot them. Yeah. Yeah. So I just played a Star-Lord Justice in a Red Skull campaign against Absorbing Man. He also doesn't have a ton of health. And I one-shotted him with like like Magical Christmas Land Hand. I killed him on turn one. Not just level one villain, level one and level two in one round because of those daring escapes and playing his element gun and hitting hitting for an insane amount of damage i utilize the campaign card that lets you draw five cards which i had to have in order to spend that one resource to set off the element gun but that that's a one-shot villain with no uh delay counters now for my campaign wow um, yeah I, and i was debating it because there were f- like three cards in front of me right three encounter cards and you and Observer man has three health left i'm like well uh do i use my tech from the campaign and just or do I suffer one round and all these cards could be really bad? It's like, no, you know what? It's Star Lord. Just go all in. So I think that's the best way to play him. Go all in every time.
0: For sure. For sure. And that push button piercing. Just anytime you want. Oh, no, that tough doesn't matter because it is element gun.
2: Right. And you don't have to discard a card. You just have to spend a resource. So a resource generator works with it, right? Yep. Two guns. Yep. You can do it on a the villain and a minion. Wow. Yeah, because piercing strike is an aggression card that costs two. To do three damage and piercing, but it's a you know a card you have to draw and then you have to discard it, and it's yeah it, that's a good card, but the gun's even better. The
0: gun is always there when you need it, yeah. and I keep piercing, yeah. uh, piercing strike in my hand for you know the power stone and stuff like that, where you need to deal three and you need to be able to get through tough.
2: Do you guys have an aspect you prefer to play them in? Hmm.
0: It's probably leadership just because he plays around with the Guardian trait, and that's just the best aspect there is that, for that trait. Protection doesn't do a lot for him, because his innate yeah. ability, the only card that you can include that keys off Guardians is nowhere, because it's a neutral card. And yes, you could build a card that helps protect him, and I suppose he's got enough damage output on him, and he's got some thwart capability, but it's just not going to be as efficient as his natural state.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Protection is probably the least effective with him. I think if you go aggression, you've really gone all in, right? You're just going to race. Um, I like justice, though. I prefer to play him with justice because uh, all the cards are putting out more threat and more stuff. And it feels like maybe you could buy yourself some time if, with a few justice events. <laughs> uh, and, and there's still plenty of great you know, basic ally, guardian allies, and justice allies to help you out and, and defend for you and that sort of thing. So.
0: In aggression, is there anything janky you can do with uh, the energy spear, since you can make anyone a guardian? That's what, plus two attack and piercing? Yeah, that is what it does. Um, I guess it's just a good attachment. Yeah, it's just, it's just good anyways. When you're playing
1: Star-Lord, do you, do you feel like he's one of those heroes that sits in hero mode more often than not? Or are you hit enough that you're, you're, you need to flip?
2: I found myself flipping. Yeah? How about you, Mike? I was going to say, we're probably
0: going to answer just based on how we play. I mean, I tend, because I play solo a lot, I tend to stay in hero mode as much as possible. Hence kind of why protection kind of works for me. But Peter Quill, well, sorry, Star-Lord, and his his ability to increase thwart of minions can help mitigate the problem with flipping, and that, how the heck do you get that threat right. down? So I can see that happening a lot.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll flip, when, um, not all the time, but like we were saying, is... His health and his defense are the problem. So if you haven't got an ally or you've drawn too many quick strike minions and you're just too low, I'll flip and use that smooth talker ability, which is pretty nice. Um, it can be a little disappointing or a little sad when you have like three encounter cards in front of you, plus your helmet. And you're like, I have to flip back to alter ego. And you actually have a lower hand size.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or when you're like, I have this uh, this great thing I want to pay for. I need a resource card. So uh, I'll I'll just draw something else, and end up drawing an element gun or something.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, one way you can flip into Alter Ego, which is pretty nice for the defense, is that he has that card, Bad Boy. Um, I've never actually gotten it out. Okay, so three-cost support. It's a vehicle. So there's another one of his ships. Uh, Hero Interrupt. When you would take any amount of damage from the villain's attack, discard this card, prevent all of the damage, change the Alter Ego form, draw two cards. So. You know, that lets you kind of flip on the sly, get some more cards in your hand, smooth talk, or flip back, maybe you recover. So that's a pretty nice card if it works. And it costs three, so you can bring it out for free with his ability. Wow. Yeah. I I don't... It looks like a car to me. The art's interesting. I I don't really know... I didn't know Bad Boy existed until I saw this card. I didn't know what it referred to. Okay. Just some random car... Random ship. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, I think we had some good discussion. Yeah. He's a
1: fun guy to play. Is
0: there anything else anyone wants to chat about? I, I have one more thing I'd like to comment on. It's not about Star Lord, is that alright? Uh well okay. It's better be villainous though.
1: Totally villainous.
2: Does it involve us, you know, tooting our own horn, puffing our own It chest? does. Okay. It definitely does. Stand up tall and proud boys because we won a champion. Oh, no. cha- yeah, a champion for those of people who don't know somehow Marvel champions monthly started like an award show, an annual award show, and they were handing out awards called Champies. and the favorite non Marvel champions monthly podcast was critical encounters. Whoa. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That was us. So thanks everybody who voted. We, what? Well, okay. The best, this trophy goes to what the best, the best podcast. That wasn't Marvel Champions Monthly. You couldn't choose them because so, they were putting out the. So we we beat like that Joe Rogan thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Speaking of villains. Um, yeah, uh, and they had like over a thousand people vote on there. Holy sur- survey! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh.
1: So that makes us better than like cardboard of the rings.
2: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna put this yeah. over the evil mantle, I assume.
2: Yeah, but. I'm not a big fan of this evil mantle. We're going to have to maybe redecorate or something pretty soon here, guys. Uh, I'm get, it's getting
1: cramped in here, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it
0: smells a little bit like Spartax in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it ever?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, stay tuned folks for that one. <laughs>
1: yeah, Re- remember remember episode 110.
2: Also, We have a contest, our own survey out there. So check the show notes for a link, go to our Facebook page, enter to win our contest. You could win a Nemesis pack, uh, Enchantress, or Ultron. All right. Mike, how
1: can the good people find us?
0: Hey, folks, do you have any fun stories that involve Star-Lord punching his own face in? Please let us know. Send your fun stories to criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook, and you can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vargain, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell them anyway. Don't tell your enemies. Uh, Star Lord, take us out. I don't learn. It's one of my issues.
1: long and hard you need spartax sorry cut that (laughs) edit that out (laughs) edit that out
0: (laughs) no i think you should put the the sparkle sound at the end